Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. All right, uh, we have uh, a breaking news. Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. It's now been more than a month since Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. A new judge, Amy Coney Barrett, was nominated and confirmed to take the empty seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. President Trump intends to nominate Judge Amy Coney Barrett to be the new Supreme Court justice. This is according to multiple senior Republicans. The hearing to confirm Judge Amy Barrett to the Supreme Court will now begin. On this vote, the yeas are 52, the nays are 48. The nomination of Amy Coney Barrett of Indiana to be an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States is confirmed. The nomination, hearing, and confirmation happened so fast that I called Ariane DeVogue. Ariane is CNN's Supreme Court reporter. She's been covering the high court for years. Kristen, I have to tell you that usually the Supreme Court is always sort of a little nutty right before the election, but this has just been crazy. I've been covering the hearings of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Republicans are pushing this through, and she sat, I think, one day it was about 11 hours, another day it was eight hours, and there were all these heady questions about uh, her position in the past. But meanwhile, we've seen all these emergency election petitions come to the court and the court's been dealing with them. It almost feels like whack-a-mole. And they say this could be another time when the Supreme Court is asked to come in and decide an election. Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed before Election Day, and her nomination and confirmation could impact the election in all sorts of ways. I'm Kristen Holmes, and this is Election 101. This week, the courts and the election. This is my third such nomination. But she's written before she went on the bench, which is her right, that she thinks that the Affordable Care Act is not constitutional. I will tell you very simply, we won the election. Elections have consequences. It's just not appropriate to do this before this election. Supreme Court nominations are nothing if not political. It was like Friday night. It was 7.30 on the East Coast. And the news flashed across my screen, and I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. When Maya Sen heard Justice Ginsburg had passed, she knew it was big news. Maya's a professor of public policy at the Harvard Kennedy School. And I also went to law school, and so a lot of my research actually focuses on the politics of the courts. Maya knew that whoever President Trump nominated, they'd probably be confirmed before Election Day. So for me, it was not so much about the 2020 election at that moment— but it was more about, oh my gosh, the, the Supreme Court is going to change. And it's going to change the tenor of the Supreme Court. 
for the rest of a lot of our lifetimes. Adding another conservative justice to the bench tips the balance of the court to the conservative side. So for Republicans, it's all about like the social issues, right? So a lot of um, reproductive rights issues, a lot of social freedoms issues, personal responsibility issues, LGBT rights issues, which touch upon religious liberty issues. And that's a big deal, particularly for people who are socially liberal. You know that thing you're marching about? You know the police reform that you went out on the street and marched for six hours yesterday? That's going to be decided by the Supreme Court. Or, you know, you know that issue that, you know, that environmental regulation that you think is really important? That might be struck down by the Supreme Court next term. Or, you know, the fact that I'm just making up an example here, but like your gay coworker now can get benefits. Well, that's something that the court decided on last term. So people from all sides of the spectrum, like Republicans and Democrats alike, when you ask them about it, they really care about the issues that the court decides. They really care about them. They're marching in the streets about them. What they haven't done is made the connection that the court oftentimes is the one that's deciding on those issues. And political parties, they are fully aware of the power of the court to shape the laws of this country. Republican Party politicians are making those connections for those voters to the federal courts. And not only that, they're delivering on that connection. So they're, they're, they're taking the time out to like deliver um, you know, conservative judge after conservative judge who's going to rule in a way that's favorable on those issues. So for social conservatives, it became more straightforward for the Republican Party to make the connection between what issues those voters care about and the federal courts. I think the Democratic Party has had a much harder challenge making those connections for voters. There are nine justices in the U.S. Supreme Court, and right now, six of them have been appointed by Republican presidents. President Trump has appointed three Supreme Court justices over the last four years, making it the most conservative court in decades. That has many Democratic lawmakers worried that more liberal laws will be vulnerable to legal challenges and that the court will be more likely to uphold conservative legislation. So with some of the most politically contentious questions ending up in the Supreme Court and lifetime appointments for Supreme Court justices, people are re-examining these judicial appointments and not just the Supreme Court seats, but courts at all levels. The judiciary isn't just the U.S. Supreme Court. To start out, there are state and federal courts. Here's Maya Sen. So the courts of the states really handle kind of the bread and butter kind of law and order type of stuff. Like they, are, they handle like criminal cases and family cases and divorces and trust in estates and things like that. In some districts, state court judges are elected. So looking up an early copy of your ballot will help you figure out if you'll be voting for a judge this year. And in other districts, judges are selected by the governor or a governor-appointed commission. So you might be voting for someone who will eventually appoint state judges. And then there are the federal courts. The federal courts handle the business of the federal government. They handle disputes between states. And most importantly, they handle disputes under federal and constitutional law. And there's a lot of layers to the federal courts. So at the lowest level are the federal district courts, which function as federal trial courts, right? So you might get, have some federal criminal cases like drug cases or kind of things involving interstate crimes and things like that. And then in the middle, you have these federal courts of appeals and there are um, 13 of them kind of placed in major cities across the United States. And they handle appeals that come out of the lower courts. 
So a case has to work its way through the lower courts, usually being appealed every step of the way, before it even gets considered by the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court hears, you know, 70 to 80 cases per year, but they are the most politically important cases in the entire country. So you're talking about the stuff that, you know, we care deeply about voting rights, disputes between states, um, the handling of enemy combatants, presidential powers, what kind of immunity police officers can claim, right? These are the things that are always in the news that we care about. So there's political power and decision-making power distributed through all of those federal courts that lead up to the Supreme Court. You need to pay attention to who appoints and who confirms federal judges. And by the way, those judges are nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate, which are all positions you vote for. And in the last you know, couple of years, it's been a Republican president and a Republican-controlled Senate. And so, you know, Donald Trump has really taken advantage of this. And he's made, you know, hundreds and hundreds of appointments to the federal courts, all tiers, not just the Supreme Court. He's made hundreds of appointments to the federal courts of appeals and the federal district courts. And they've really delivered for their base. More on that and what all of this has to do with this year's election after the break. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. Celebrities of all kinds are speaking publicly about their therapeutic trips, so to speak. It turns out there is a burgeoning industry ready to serve the new influx of people who find themselves turning away from traditional mental health therapy. The gap between what we know and what we don't about psychedelic therapy. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. President Trump has appointed more than 200 judges during his term. Maya says he was able to do so because he has a friendly Republican Senate to confirm his appointees. So McConnell in the years leading up to the Trump presidency basically used his power as Senate Majority Leader to keep those vacancies open. Trump comes into office and there are all of these empty seats ready to be filled. Um, and that is, that's what's happened. Even though the latest Supreme Court appointment has been decided, if you care about the judiciary, which you should, you need to remember that your vote in Senate races is critical. They have the power to confirm judges in lower courts, which affects what cases move up the pyramid and eventually end up in the Supreme Court. Of course, senators' roles in confirming Supreme Court justices are powerful too. A great example of that came at the end of the Obama presidency. 
after Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia died. Into CNN to bring you some very sad breaking news on the death of U.S. Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. He died. President Obama nominated a new judge to take his seat. Today I am nominating Chief Judge Merrick Brian Garland to join the Supreme Court. The Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell stalled and successfully blocked President Obama's nominee, arguing it was too close to the next election. Presidents have a right to nominate, just as the Senate has its constitutional right to provide or withhold consent. In this case, the Senate will withhold it. McConnell was betting that the Republicans would win the presidency and appoint a conservative justice. He won that bet, and President Trump nominated his first Supreme Court justice, Neil Gorsuch, shortly after his inauguration. The Republican Senate confirmed him. Blocking President Obama's appointment sparked calls for reforms to the courts, and we're hearing that again now. The truth is, people have tried to reform the courts throughout American history. One proposal is called court packing which in the case of the Supreme Court means expanding the size of the bench from nine justices to maybe 12 or even 15. And it certainly had some momentum in the past. The most famous one of these is the court packing threat of 1937 during uh, Franklin Roosevelt, when the court in the years leading up to it was just like striking down a bunch of his New Deal programs. And so when FDR was reelected in 1936, he was so fed up that he just immediately started threatening to expand the size of the court. This plan will save our national constitution from hardening of the judicial artery. And by the next year, at least one of the justices switched from consistently voting with the conservatives to voting with the progressives, and the court began upholding parts of the New Deal. So that was the switch in time that saved nine because the court stayed at the same size. And do you think that the Democrats who are proposing to expand the court could actually succeed? In order to push something like this, which would be quite a shift, you'd really need like full Democratic Party support and and a Democratic majority in the Senate. So I I don't actually see it happening in the next however many years, four years or something like that. And court packing isn't the only reform people have been talking about lately. They're also talking about instituting term limits for Supreme Court justices. I think that the people who are proponents of term limits, I think, are thinking seriously about some of those issues, which is that do we want people in their late 80s deciding cases about, you know, software code? That's actually a case that's before the court. People who who favor term limits would point out that then with term limits, you don't get these kind of strategic retirements. That's what that's what we would call it. You don't get justices essentially retiring during the administration of a very friendly president. So the the example on this would be like Anthony Kennedy, who basically timed his retirement to coincide with like a Trump presidency so that he could be assured that he would be replaced by someone that he liked a lot and was had strong ideological correspondence with. So you would avoid kind of justices engaging in that kind of behavior, which is which is not so great um, for the institution for kind of broader democratic concerns. As I've been watching Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearings, I've been wondering how much of an impact it will actually have on November's election. I asked Maya to weigh in. I'm not sure what changes voters' minds. In this day and age, it seems to be that partisanship is the only thing that matters, and Republicans are going to vote for Trump, and Democrats are going to vote for Biden, and people aren't really changing their minds. 
So it's, it's almost shocking to say, but it's quite likely that the death of a Supreme Court justice and what's going on with the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett might not change people's preferences on whom to vote for. But, but what it might do, so two, it might do two things. One is it might affect how people vote for their senators. And then the other thing that I would say is that it, it might not change who people vote for, but it might subtly change voter turnout in certain ways. On the right, I see Trump as having been really successful and really delivering to his base in terms of naming three justices. And so it's possible that that could, that could shore up and energize voter turnout on his side as well. So the founders might have wanted the judiciary to function outside of politics, but one quick flip through the history books will show you that it rarely has. It was created as a political institution. Now, one thing that's been useful for the court is to, you know, step out of the political limelight. So there are a number of, of cases that the court has just said, look, this is, a, this is a political question, and it calls them political questions cases. These are the sorts of cases that, that is best adjudicated by politics, by political institutions, and not by the courts. And oftentimes these do involve elections-related cases or votings-related cases. So, for example, um, Bush versus Gore. Ah, yes. Bush v. Gore. Most people remember the suspense of the 2000 election, when all eyes turned to Florida, where George Bush and Al Gore were nearly tied. Gore asked for a manual recount, but before they were done, Bush was announced as the winner. Gore sued, and the case went all the way up that judicial pyramid and ended up before the U.S. Supreme Court. And a month After Election Day, the nine justices had only one day to rule and decided that Bush had won the election. And Al Gore accepted the results and conceded to George W. Bush. So that, I think, for a lot of people changed how they viewed the court and whether they viewed the court as a non-political institution. And the big question is whether something similar could happen again. Is it possible that with all the disruption to our normal voting process this year, that the Supreme Court could again decide the presidency? Ariane DeVogue thinks questions about this year's election are bound to end up in front of a judge. In fact, they already have. There's the kinds of challenges that occur leading up to an election, and we've seen some of those. The absentee ballots, like when they have to be counted or who can collect them, and the issue of whether states can send in mail-in ballots to everyone as opposed to just the people who are asking for them. And then there's like blurry postmarks. What happens if a postmark isn't clear? So those are all kind of the petitions that we could see going to the Supreme Court before the election. And then, of course, there are the challenges that come election night, and those are different, obviously. Sometimes there's challenges to long lines or poll closings or you can't read the ballot. And the key thing is this, and it has this technical name, and I'll give it to you just because you're going to hear a lot of it. It's called the Purcell Principle. And what the Purcell Principle means is that the Supreme Court has made clear that federal courts and state courts shouldn't step in too close to an election, even if they think something's not right, because it confuses voters. So this is a really fraught time. It really does feel like this is one of the more litigious uh, election seasons ever. And we are going to see cases come up either on these emergency petitions that I talk about, or maybe after the election, there'll be a particular state like we saw in Bush v. Gore back in 2000. 
In her appointment hearings, Amy Coney Barrett did not agree to recuse herself from any case that might come out of this year's presidential election. The courts and the election, the election and the courts. The thing for you to consider as you vote is that the people on the ballot will end up deciding the future of the judiciary, possibly for decades to come. We are only a week away from Election Day, and it was amazing to hear from some of you who called in and shared how you're feeling and preparing ahead of this important day. My name is Juan, calling from Tampa, Florida, and I feel nervous about how Trump will react to the election results as he loses. This is Janice. I live in the Bronx, New York. I mailed in my ballot a couple of weeks ago, the very first time I've ever used this procedure. I am very nervous and I am very excited. My name is Nathan Baker. I'm from Hagerstown, Maryland. I find myself very nervous about election day only because the results are so critical. My name is Sabrina and I'm from Miami, Florida. I would be lying if I said that I wasn't nervous about the elections on November 3rd, but I'm hopeful that the American people would vote against racism and hate. Election 101 is a production of CNN Audio and iHeartRadio. It's hosted by me, Kristen Holmes. This episode was produced by Constanza Gallardo. It was mixed by Ben Shano. Meryl Agish was our fact checker. Haley Thomas is the senior news producer, and Megan Marcus is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Additional support for the show comes from Greta Cohn, Lacey Roberts, Sarah Nix, Ashley Lusk, Lindsay Abrams, and Lisa Namaro. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.